The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Well, good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast on this uh, Tuesday morning. We greatly, uh, greatly appreciate the fact that you've taken time to join us today, whether you are watching this live at 11 o'clock or whether you're watching this and archived at a different time or, or listening to this via an audio podcast form. Uh, we just appreciate the opportunity we have uh, to be part of your day. We really hope we can be an encouragement to you today. If you're following along, we're in Psalm chapter 147 as we take the last few days. I uh, take this week and take the last couple of days and look through the last few chapters of the book of Psalms. And then I've got three different books I'm praying about right now as we'll jump into starting when this is over. And so uh, we'll, we'll announce that hopefully tomorrow as I look at some of them and finalize the details today. Uh, Psalm chapter 147, if you're following along with us, we're going to look at the first half of this chapter and I think really an encouragement. Again, we're going to talk about, well, well, let's just read verse 1. Verse 1 sets the tone for the rest of the chapter. It says in verse 1, Psalm 147, verse 1, Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God, for it is pleasant and praise is comely. So it is good. It is good to do it. It is pleasant. Praise is beautiful. This is what God wants us to do. And then he goes through the next few verses and he talks about the different things who God is and the the, the different amazing attributes of God. And many of and and is described, they're very much described to be personal to us as we look. And that's one of the one of the premises of praise. Praise is, you know, a lot of times we we praise his attributes and we you know but one of the things in praising is who he is. We recognize who he is. And that why is that important? Because the more I understand the greatness of God and the personal love of God and and his ability, the more I realize what that means for me, because he loves me, I'm part of his family, he takes care. And so you're gonna see a lot of that practical right here in these verses. So let's go through and unpack these verses here for the next couple of minutes. Verse number two. He says, the Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. So the first thing we see is he's a builder. Uh, we know that he builds up Jerusalem. Now in this situation, we, there's a good chance that he's referencing back to Nehemiah, where Israel had been sent into captivity in Babylon, uh, Babylon and Nehemiah had been used of God to come back and rebuild the walls, and, and, and the remnant who came back from Babylon to come back and reestablish uh, Jerusalem, he was used of that. And so we can see that, and if you were to study Nehemiah, you're going to find that there were many times that God just intervened in so many unique ways. Um, for, uh, for Nehemiah and for the children of Israel. And so you would see God was the one that did the work. He used Nehemiah, he used other people, but it was obvious that he was connected in all of those things. And so we see this amazing connection that God did in that situation. So he was the one that did the building and then he gathered the outcasts. He brought people back to Israel, which we know he'll do again in the end days. And so uh, we see that it basically builds. He, he, is, he is the builder, he's the creator, he's the one that, that is the source of what we have. Then he goes on to verse three. He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up the wounds. Of course, that one simply knows is he is a healer. So he's a builder and then he is a healer. And this is, you know, every one of us at some point are gonna find ourselves in need of healing. Now, obviously we can talk about physical. People automatically run to physical when we idea of healing, which is true. And there are times, there are times that God heals. I've seen it. 
Uh, I will say it's rare. It's rare when I, when, when I think of, like, for instance, I've known people and have had relatives uh, who have struggled and died of cancer. And we often sit back and wonder, Lord, you have the ability to heal them, but you've chosen not to. It is rare in those drastic scenarios to see something like that. It's happened, but it's rare. I don't fully understand why. I do know that God just allows life to come. And sometimes that's what he's asked us as Christians to do is have a great, wonderful testimony why life comes. But when we look at all of this, so we look at all and see that God is a healer. Now, in a time where he may not heal physically, he does heal mentally, emotionally, spiritually, things of that nature. Because we're going through some hard times. We need his grace. We need his strength. A lot of times, this is where Satan can get us. Because uh, the, the physical struggle is bad, but physical toll almost always results in some kind of an emotional toll with it. And with that, hey, he can just pull you down. He can hold you down. And you need healing. You need his physical strength and his emotional strength to be able to get beyond the battle that you're facing at that moment, get beyond the struggle you have right there, being able to move forward. And he says, you know, we have just enough grace for today. And then, you know, tomorrow he'll give us more grace for that day. So we have enough of that day, but we have his healing. So in the midst of the struggle you're going through right now, he, he only builds and he's only not only just a great builder, he's a healer. And there's a personal nature behind that. And we go into verse 4. He telleth the number of the stars, he calleth them by their names. He's the creator. He created the stars and he knows them. One commentator's reading this morning said, the stars are kind of like a list of coins to God. Um, you know, we look at them as an amazing part of the universe as they are. And, and we try to, you know, many people try to look to the stars and try and figure out their life and their destiny and all that. You know why God put the stars in heaven? He put them just for us to enjoy. He put them to show, remind us of his majesty and his, and his, his beauty and his creativity and how much he loves us. We're not going to learn outside of knowing that God exists. We're not going to learn about our life or anything from the stars. Um, the stars are there for us just to recognize there's a God who put them there. He is the creator. And if we recognize he's the creator, that means he's also the one that created us. And we know that, that we can, that we can trust that he's got a plan for us. He's got a purpose for us. And the first purpose is that we would come to him for salvation. If you've not done that, that is the most important thing you can do, is come to him for salvation. More than religion, more than church, come to him for salvation. Then all of the other things would begin to make sense. Uh, he created you, and then he put a son on the cross to die for you so that you can have salvation. And that's what he, is, what he desires for you. Let's go to verse number five. Great is our Lord and great and of great power. He understand, His understanding is infinite. So he takes a minute, talks about his greatness. His greatness, his power, his understanding. I love this. His understanding is infinite. So, which means he's never going to be confused. He's never going to wonder. He's never surprised. His understanding, his wisdom, everything that we need to know is is infinite. So then why wouldn't we want to go to him in prayer? Why wouldn't we want to go to him to the word of God? Why wouldn't we seek him for the answers of the day when we have the source that is infinite? And that's one of the reasons we remember in praise. We remember in praise the great infinite nature of God. It also gives us a reminder. He's been around and he's always been and always will be. And we can learn so much and we can be encouraged through that. Verse number six, the Lord lifteth up the meek. He casteth the wicked down to the ground. So we see in verse six, he's an encourager. He lift up the meek, and then the wicked he'll cast down to the ground. Those, you know, by the way, meek does not always necessarily mean weak. The word meek literally gives the idea of power under control. Those who have chosen to, to not be harsh, those who have chosen to not be cruel, those who have chosen to take what they've been given and use it in a humble, humble manner, he lifts those people up. See, the world is so about me lifting myself up and me kind of walking over top of other people or us, you know, to get what we want and got to have this and people need to get out of the way. And God says, listen, I'm looking for somebody who just says, Lord, how can I serve others? 
He will lift up those people, the meek. And, and, and some, yes, and that does include the weak, those who are struggling, those who have been kind of beaten down by, by the wicked. God will encourage them as well. Verse number seven, sing unto the Lord with thanksgiving, sing praise with a harp unto our song, a harp unto our God. Then in verse eight, who covereth the heavens with clouds, who prepareth rain for the earth, who maketh grass to grow upon the mountains. He giveth to the beast his food and to the young ravens which cry. He delighteth not in the strength of horses. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of men. So the next thing we see is that he is the provider. He provides rain for the earth, which ultimately provides uh, food and sustenance for us. Uh, so he is a provider for the animals. And then if he's going to, you know, as he stated in another part of the scriptures, his eyes on the sparrow, I know he watches me. So if he's willing to care that much about these creatures, the animals that he has created, how much more would he care for us, the human that he has created in his image? You know, the animal's not created in his image. We are. And so if he's going to care for the details of these other animals he's created, how much more would he care for us? And we see his love in that. We see it for us. And so we're reminded that he is the provider. Now, when we come to the idea of provider, again, he's given us the opportunities to be able to take care. And if we're not going to take advantage of what God has given us, we're not going to work and do the things we have to, then God's not going to provide. I, I know I maybe clarify that too much, but I think it's important for us to understand God is not, I think we, we sometimes we get this wrong. As long as I'm a Christian, God is just supposed to provide all my needs. It's not the promise. I know Philippians, my gosh, to supply all your needs. But if you go read the verses before, he's talking to a church that had just given very sacrificially to the ministry of Paul. And God says, because, and Paul told through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, since you've given to God's ministry, God will take care of you. God has not just promised to provide our needs because we're Christian. That's just not the way it works. And, and that lie gets per, uh, perpetrated and it becomes frustrating to people. It's not true. And it's the wrong reason to come to Christianity anyway. Uh, and then they also tells us, you know, he says in another passage, if a man does not work, he should not eat. Well, my point is he has given us the answers to a lot of what we need right here in Scripture. So a lot of times we talk about God's provision. That doesn't mean we sit back and wait for God just to hand us miraculously. He's given us the ability. He's given us the wisdom. Now we follow that instruction. But he is the provider. He's placed it in front of us. He's given me the gifts to be able to earn the money, given you the gifts to be able to do that. And it's your responsibility. And then we can take advantage of the gifts God's given us for that great. Then he says down, um, uh, verse 10, He delighteth not the strength of the horse. He taketh not pleasure in the legs of men. The Lord taketh pleasure in them that fear him and those that hope in his mercy. Simply saying is, he's not, his, his, his strength, his hope, is not found in the strength of animals. In those days, would have been horse would have been a great um, um, animal for war, warfare. He's not, he's not finding his strength in those things. And today we see technology and we see government or all these other things. He doesn't find his strength in those things. He, he's, he goes, I'm going to help the weak. I'm going to help them. He goes, we need to realize that our strength is not in us. It's not in what the world has to offer. Our strength is in him. So if we fear him and we love him and we follow him, then God finds, takes pleasure in that. And, and so we see as he kind of finalizes this or in this section of this time of praise, we talk about who God is and how great God is and the personal nature of God. Then we see his, his action. He's great. It provides, and then he, and he helps the weak, and he helps the meek, but then he comes to us and says, listen, your strength is not found in the things this world can offer. Your strength needs to be found in me. And may that be an encouragement, because all of us are going to admit there are days we don't have the ability. We just do not have the ability to face the things that God has allowed into our lives, but he's given us the strength if we walk in him. So today, walk in his strength. Praise him, worship him, be reminded of his greatness, reminded of his love to you, and then walk in his strength today and find how he will work through you and in you in whatever he allows into your life. 
Thank you for joining us today and this Tuesday morning. We do appreciate the privilege to be part of your day. Hopefully this is an encouragement as we take time to look into the Word of God. Hope it's a help. Well, we appreciate this. And here tomorrow we'll be telling you uh, what book we'll be going to after we're done with the book of Psalms. But hope you join us as we finish up this week, the last two chapters in the book of Psalms. Thanks for joining us again today. We look forward to seeing you again tomorrow.